Well, good evening, good morning, good afternoon, whenever you're listening to it. Bless up. Give all the glory to God. I appreciate you stopping by again. I've got a lot I'd like to talk about today, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit it into 30 minutes, which it's good and it's bad. It's good because that'll give me content for next week. It's bad because I just might run long ramble and really make no sense. But I'm going to touch on a few things. I specifically do want to talk about a Bible verse, Acts uh, 19.15. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but this will maybe give you some time to look it up and uh, see what I'm talking about. Unless if you already know the verse. If you do, that's great. Uh, Let's talk about sacrifice. And this is just going to be a quick one. This just hit me probably about a half hour before I started to record this sacrifice. What, What really is sacrifice in your life? Sacrifice, in my opinion, is giving up what you want now in the moment for what you want later on in life. And that might be a definition of it. I don't know. That's my definition. So what does that relate to? That could relate to a person who has been chronically overweight their entire life. And maybe they've just got some sort of eating disorder and they make poor choices. They were never taught how to eat right. And now they are at a crossroads where their health is deteriorating or they just want to make a change. And what do they got to give up? They got to give up those poor choices, those poor dietary choices now so that later on down the road, they can survive and be healthy. They can achieve a healthy lifestyle. And I'm not even going to say, uh, you know, this is about, uh, you know, your, uh, your physique. This is about being healthy. Some people might say, well, that, that should be easy enough, but it's not because it's a struggle. Everybody has their individual struggles. And if they were never taught how to overcome those struggles, it can be just all, all consuming and it could take over their lives. It really can. And that's scary because I think we all have something like that. And if we've never been there in our lives where we faced a crossroad or if we haven't really acknowledged it, um, you, you might want to do an inventory check and see where you're at. Because I'm sure that you've been there where you needed to actually make a sacrifice in your life. And you got to figure out what you chose, okay? Because I've been there several times. And, you know, I have no problem sharing my experience with you guys and gals um, and people that don't identify as anything, you know, all inclusive here. Uh, you know, I have, uh, I've been to a crossroads where I have chosen uh, a lifestyle to party, drink, do drugs, and uh, really just... Um, put my responsibilities on the back burner. And what did that do? It probably delayed my growth about 10 years, professionally and personally. Let's say that. At least 10 years. Uh, You know, I I didn't really get my associates until I was 28. So you can call that a 10-year gap between probably when I should have gotten it. My bachelor's, I just finished, uh, you know, a little, about a year ago. So I'm off on that by about, what, 18 years? Not that it's a race, but I'm just giving you examples of how when I knew that I need to make sacrifices, I didn't do that. And it delayed a lot in my life, you know, and then it goes back to, I think what I talked about, you know, a while ago, you reap what you sow. So I was reaping and partying and doing all that stuff, you know, putting the, uh, the short lasting pleasures first. And that's all I got. These pleasures were short lasting. And at some point I came to the crossroads again, thank the Lord that I was able to, to, to come back to these crossroads and have a chance to do it again. And a lot of people don't get that opportunity. So when you're faced with that opportunity and you have to make a sacrifice, if it's a tough decision, it's probably the right decision. And that goes without saying that it's it goes without saying that it's going to be one of the most difficult choices in your life. 
But if you want that, if you want that thing that's that's down the road, you gotta give up what's right in front of you. Sometimes you have to do it. You have to do it, and uh, it's tough. It's tough, you know. And and what did what what spurred this idea in my head? It's it's nothing as uh, life changing as you know getting your health under control or stopping an addiction or changing the trajectory of your personal and professional life. I wanted to take the M5 out tonight for a drive because it was nice. And I also knew that I had to do this podcast. And I, I say that I had to do this podcast because I do. I have to do this podcast. This is something that I have been wanting to do since the beginning of the year. I put it on the back burner and I, I finally started doing it in September. And I'm, and I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to sacrifice. It. I'm not going to be deterred or distracted with things that aren't going to help me grow. This podcast, surprisingly, is helping me grow. It's helping me. It's completely therapeutic. And you know, I, I'm getting to a point where I'm starting to share this with people. If you like it, great. If you don't, don't listen to it. But this is something that I've wanted to do I believe that, uh, and you know, you guys can shake your head when I say this, I really don't care. Um, I believe that the Lord is 100%, you know, guiding my life at this point. And he has been for a while. He's guiding my life and um, he's directing my path. He's giving me these ideas to build a foundation. And on this foundation, I am supposed to build a house. Now, I don't know what the house looks like yet. I don't know how many rooms it's got. I don't know who's living in there, but I know that this house is something that I've been wanting to build for a while. And I've, I've told a few people, I want to get you involved in this, but you got to let me build this first. And that's what I'm going to do. So if it takes, uh, takes me sacrificing, taking a drive, cause I live in Ohio, I live in Ohio. It's uh, October and it's, it's like 75 degrees out. This doesn't happen too often. Typically it snows from October 1st, to May 31st, and we get two seasons, winter and road work. That's all we got here. So for me to give that up, was it a difficult decision? I don't know. It really wasn't. It was kind of like a, a, an impulse. It's like, man, let's go take a drive tonight. It's like, nah, can't do it. You got to put this out there because that's the sacrifice you have to make. You have committed to doing this. So on, on these nights, on Tuesday nights, I got to sacrifice what I want to do. Because this is, this is my commitment. And this is what's guiding my path right now. And this is what I am supposed to do to get better. And I am going to get better. I can guarantee you that. And if it's possible, I hope that I can help someone else get better. One person. You know? That's the whole purpose of this. It's to share my experience with y'all so you can apply it to your life and see what happens. So... That was it. That was it. That was sacrifice. Maybe we'll talk about it later on. I don't know. You know, I keep trying to get people involved in this. And uh, as you can see, it's just uh, it's just me again. Z-Bay, we on here. We about that. We about that life. And we're going we gonna to continue to be about that life. I've been starting to, uh, I've been starting to pre- prepare a little bit more for y'all because I know sometimes I can ramble. I can ramble and I can not make some sense. I know some of the people listening right now are probably like, man, when you call me, all you do is ramble and you don't make any sense. Sometimes we wish you would just shut up and just not call me. I know some people, when I call, they probably wonder, I was like, man, why is this guy calling me again? Because I want to talk to y'all. That's why. Because I love y'all. But 
you know, I do want to tell you guys kind of how I feel about, um, about money and how I feel it, uh, it doesn't make people happy. You know, I, I have been around, I, I I've been around, you know, and a lot of my friends think that money and the change in their situation financially will change their lives. So the, the easy answer is that it will, I, that I can guarantee you. If you make more money, your life will change. That's not rocket science. We're not splitting the atom here. That, that's a known fact. If you make more money, your life will change. But when you make more money, your life does not get easier by any means. I can speak on that firsthand. I do pretty well, and I'm not here to brag. I'm just trying to set the scene. I do pretty well. I've, uh, I've increased my income substantially in seven years. Uh, I've increased it substantially in five years. And guess what? I'm no happier than I was five years ago. And if I am, it's not because I make more money. It's because, wait for it, of the sacrifices that I've made, of the way that I've changed my life, of the path that I've chosen. It's not because my paychecks are X amount of dollars. It's because I have more mental bandwidth. It's because instead of waking up and listening to, look, I still love hip hop. I'm always going to love hip hop, but I don't listen to it like I used to. Instead of waking up and working out and listening to 70 minutes worth of hip hop blasting in my ear at five o'clock in the morning, I listen to a sermon or I listen to a sports podcast or I listen to another podcast that tells me how to lift better or how to eat better or how to be a better professional. I've changed what I put into my mind. Okay. So if you think that making money makes you happy, you're wrong. Making money sometimes make you uh, more unhappy. And I'm going to give you an example. So with my increase in, uh, you know, in my funds, if you will, I've been able to afford more things. I've been able to buy more things. And think about, think about the word that I'm using. Things. That's all they are. They're just things. They're finite. They have an expiration date on them. The things that I buy, I could literally, some of them, I could literally stamp over my knee. That's how much they don't matter. So when you break it down and you think about it that way, what am I doing with my money, this extra money? I'm just spending it, okay? Because that will happen. You think, well, if I make X amount of dollars now and if I could double my income, I would have the, um, the extra, the extra income. I would just put that towards my bills or I just save that or I just put money down on this or I'd invest it. You, you're fooling yourself, homie, because you're not going to do any of that. When you start making more money, you're going to start spending more money. And you know why? Because you're not financially responsible because you look at money as a means to an end. And it's not. The means to an end, the way to get happier and the way to be better at life is to change your behaviors. It is not to make more money. Making more money does make things easier. I can't lie about that. I really, I, I can't tell you the last time I was like, man, I wonder if I'm going to pay my bills this month because it hasn't happened for a while. And I thank God every day, even when I f- seem like I am an ungrateful POS and I complain, I let the Lord know, Look, I am not unthankful for this. I am very thankful. I am just unhappy right now. And please forgive me because that's 100% truth right there. 
I've been blessed. And a lot of you listening to this have been blessed. I know one of y'all for sure, I tell you all the time, you're X X years old and you're eating. So stop complaining. Not saying that you are complaining, but you know, the, the point is money is not going to make you happy. And and guess what? I didn't start making more money until I started changing my behaviors, until I looked at what I wanted to do. And guess what? Guess what? I had to make sacrifices. There it is again. I didn't even realize that sacrifice was going to come up so much in this, but I love how this is tying together. Oh man, we rolling tonight. But that sacrifice, okay, let's say, let's just look back. Let's look back in um, 2017 when I changed my, my, my career path. Okay. You know, I, I sacrificed I was at a job that gave me the most flexibility I've ever had in my life. I could basically start my day when I wanted and end my day when I wanted, as long as I got X amount of hours in and met, you know, uh, a required amount of store visits, I could pretty much do whatever I wanted to. But that started to change. Okay. That started to change as the company changed. And that happens. You know, things don't stay the same forever. And I shed a tear. But. What, what that when I was, when I was made caught, excuse me, I'm having problems with the King's English again. When I was brought to those crossroads where I had to make a decision, okay, guess what? You're going to sacrifice your flexibility. Okay. You're going to still work Monday through Friday, but you're probably going to be inside four walls again. I hadn't worked in an office for a few years at that point, and I loved the freedom. My office was a coffee shop or sometimes my home office. You know, if it was an admin day, those certainly uh, were nice. But when I got this other job, it was just kind of like, okay, you're going to have to be in the office, and you're going to have to be in the office from probably like eight to four. That's a long day inside of four walls when someone hasn't been inside of four walls for a few years. So I had to sacrifice my flexibility, and I had to sacrifice a lot of the stuff that I did on the weekends too, because this other job would lend itself to allowing me to start later on Mondays. And that means I would go later on Sundays. You know what I'm saying? So it really caused me to wake up a little bit, but the the real awakening comes later down the road. We've talked about it. We're probably going to talk about it again, but I'm just going to leave it off for right now. Okay. But that's a sacrifice I had to make. I had to sacrifice my flexibility. What did I get? Did I get a better paycheck? Yeah. But you know what else I got? I got worse spending habits. Somehow, I wasn't saving any of the extra money that I had been making. You know why? Because I just thought it was extra money. Because I treated it as such. I didn't treat it as a blessing to allow me to invest it or save it. I treated it as, look at Z. He's P-A-I-D'd, and he can spend it the way he sees fit. Well, let me tell you, that was stupid. And you know why it was stupid? Because I thought that money was going to make me happy. I thought that the extra money was going to be my way out of the, uh, of the gutter. That I, and I wasn't even in a gutter, but I thought I was. That I was in. It was, it was just a poor way of thinking. And to tie it all back together, the thinking, the behaviors that I had, that's what needed to change. Now, when you make that extra money, or if you get something that's extra in your life, and you can apply it with good behavioral change, man, you're going to be rolling. But until you learn that, until you learn how to change your behaviors and what is causing you the unhappiness, the ephemeral things in this life, whether it be a car, money, uh, a new house, that's not going to make you happy. Your problems are going to follow you. Am I moving too fast? Do I need to slow down? Are you still with me? I hope so. 
But that's that's the truth. You know, a lot of people don't realize it. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, so-and-so, you know, he, she makes a, a X amount of dollars a year. I'm like, that's great. They're still miserable. I still don't want to have a conversation with them. Because they fake, they fugazi. That stuff ain't... <laughs> you can't get buried with that stuff, man. Seriously. If you think you can get buried with it, you can take it to the next place, you know, come back and tell me. Tell me how to do it. But I'll start digging holes for my vehicles right now. Put them right in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Little giant plastic sh- or giant metal shipping container. Keep them all nice and shiny with that paint correction on there, boy. But you can't. And there's no way to take it with you. So stop uh, stop thinking that it's the end all be all. And if you really want to be happy, change your behaviors. Get a better work ethic. Get a better life ethic. And that's how you're going to change. You're going to see it my way or not, but that's the truth. Man, I went long on that. I did. I went long on that. Sorry. So, I don't know how much time I got left, but I'm going to make time for this. We're probably going to get through two things tonight. All right. So, what I tell you, Acts 19.15. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? That verse speaks to me. So the story is there were these exorcists that were trying to, um, if you if you read it, Acts uh, chapter 19, it, it pretty much just puts this in perspective. So, But I'm not going to read the whole, the whole chapter to you. Um, maybe I can go from uh, 13, verse 13, uh, 19, 13. Then certain of the vagabond Jews exorcists took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus, saying, We adjure you by Jesus, whom Paul preacheth. And there were seven sons of one Sceva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. And the evil spirit answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are ye? So I find that verse very powerful. Why do I find it powerful? Well, these guys are going around trying to cast out spirits in Jesus' name. They were just casting out spirits in Jesus' name, but they didn't really in my interpretation of this, they didn't know Jesus. They were not true. They were not true followers of Christ at that point. And the evil spirit knew it. So why is it? Why, so again, think about that. The evil spirit knew it. It ain't like Jesus's name ain't known from coast to coast, like butter and toast. Cause it is, it's known in this world and in the spiritual world. And when you say his name and when you have authority with his name, you can cast out evil spirits, plain and simple. Shake your head if you want to. Stop listening if you want to. I don't care because this is just the truth right now. And if, you, if you're disagreeing with this, you're probably disagreeing with the Bible. That's something you're going to have to take up. So why did that, why did that speak out to me? Because it just kind of made me think. If the evil spirit knows that these, if they if it don't know these people and, and don't know that they, or know that they don't represent Jesus, then that means Jesus knows too. Jesus is saying, who are you? And that, that scared me. That scared me because, you know, I, I never think I'm doing good enough. That's something that I have to deal with. It's something I'll deal with for the rest of my life. I never think I'm doing good enough. I, th- I never think that my work is good enough. Whatever I do, I don't think I lift heavy enough. I don't think I put enough time to read the word. I don't think I honor God right. I don't think that I drive my cars right. I could have cooked this steak better. 
you know, I, I one time we were eating dinner and I took my girlfriend's plate and I literally took the, the food out of her out of her hands, out of her mouth, threw it in the garbage can because I thought that I just messed up the entire dinner. We threw it away and we ordered pizza. That's a true story. So let's bring it back. But who are ye? You know, I don't want to be put in a position where I have to represent God and I'm faced with some evil spirits. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something real quick. Check this out. We are in the end days. And if you don't believe it, that's fine. That's something you have to answer. And even if we're not, but which we are, you know, I'll play. I'll play ball. You don't know when your clock runs out. So you can say, ah, I can get right with God this time. I don't need to get right with God. We ain't in the end time. I still got X amount of years left. Man, ain't no one knows when your last breath is going to be taken. So let me just put it like that. If you ain't right with God now, you walk outside, a piano falls on your head, like in Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I know what to tell you. You're going to beat that gate and say, uh, we looking in the book of life, but uh, you ain't got no reservations. You got to go. That ain't something that I want to hear. Sorry, I got the rambling again. But again, who are ye? Well, I bet you those, those boys right then said, oh, mama. Oh, mama. You know what happened next in 16? And the man whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. They got whooped by the evil spirit. And they was there trying to represent Christ. But they weren't, they didn't have the authority. They didn't have the authority. So that's something I'm struggling with, man. You know, I want to make sure that I have the authority. I want to be a good represent, representative of the kingdom. And that's the truth. You imagine if you're ever facing that situation. I'm not saying you're ever going to be faced with, you know, like an exorcist where you got to perform an exorcism on someone. But you ever imagine just if you're getting tormented by like a spirit of lust or a spirit of greed, or a spirit of wrath that is just overtaking you, a spirit of gluttony, and you try to cast that spirit out of your own life in Jesus' name, and you just a fugazi, and that spirit laughs at you and says, oh, you're trying to play that game, and it's just going to wrap you up and whoop you down worse. Think about that. That's some scary stuff, and that's scary to me, and that's why I'm doing everything I can to... uh and I'm not doing a good job of it. I'm going to be real with y'all. I could be doing better. I could be doing better. But, you know, the Acts man, Acts of the Apostles, all this, this whole book is true. And people have been sleeping on it. People have been sleeping on it their whole lives. But you know what the good thing is? There's a lot of people that ain't slept on it. And even if you're sleeping on it right now, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up and get your mind right. Get your mind right and start reading this. Because I'm going to tell you what it's true. You know? That's just a verse that stick that's just a verse that sticks out to me and it makes me think. It's like anytime I'm faced with something when when I just feel like I need to call on God and, and help have him help me get 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 me through this. Again, I'm stuttering apologies. You know, I have the faith that he's gonna get me through it. Don't get it twisted. But sometimes that dirty old devil creeps into my mind and says, You ain't got no relationship with Christ. He ain't gonna help you. Just go back to the bottle. That's going to help you. Just go back to what you were doing. Except at the bar. You crazy, man. You ain't got this. You remember the type of person you were? You remember who you used to be? That's the worst thing you can do. That's the worst thing you can do is remember who you used to be. I used to be 225 pounds. 
I'm not that anymore. I used to not have a college education. I'm not that anymore. I used to be a bum that used to drink all the time. I'm not that anymore. And that's what you got to start telling yourself. That's what you got to remind yourself of. Who you were is not who you are. It's definitely not who you're going to be. As long as you keep on a path. Now keep that in mind. As long as you keep on the path that you're on, that's the only way that you're not going to be the person that you were. The person you could be is something you ain't even seen yet. Think about that. The person you could be is something that you haven't even seen yet. Take a second and look back seven years ago where you were at. Because I did. I remember where I was at seven years ago. I was in a bad place. I was in a real bad place. But you know what? I had this conversation with myself seven years before that. Because I remember standing on my back deck and I was talking to my buddy. I said, man, I can't believe how far my life has come in X amount of years. It's probably like seven years or so, maybe five years. I don't know. But the point was I was able to look back and I was able to see what I accomplished. And I look back now and I see what I was able to accomplish. Just never get caught up in that where you get that little voice inside your head that it ain't from Christ. It's it's that dirty devil telling you, remember who you used to be? Remember what you used to do? Don't. Yeah, you can remember it. You can use that as a benchmark of where you don't want to be again. Remember, who are ye? Think about that. Think about that. Who are ye? I can tell you who I am now. I'm flawed. I'm a sinner. But I'm working the right way. I'm working the right path. It's something I ain't never going to give up on. People, you know, and, and, and the sad thing is, man, you got people in your life to remind you of who you used to be or what you used to do. Let me tell you something. Cut them out. Cut them out right now. It's okay to tell stories. It's okay to bring up the ha-ha, remember when. But when people start to, if you, if you start making changes in your life and you start doing stuff that's better and you get those people that are like, man, shut up. You used to do this, do this, and do this. Okay, I did. That's your one pass. Don't bring it up again. Because clearly you don't like me advancing myself. I used to do what you still do. What you been doing? Who are ye? You know what I'm saying. Man, I'm thirsty. I used to say that. I used to say that all the time. It's a Denzel line from training day. But guess what? I ain't going to be drinking no booze tonight, y'all. I'm going to just be doing what I do. I'm going to talk to y'all later.